Martini's a podcast, a podcast for production assistants by production assistants, made with production assistants, you know, all about us PAs, because we never had the spotlight, and then when we do, like, it's now on the Martini's a podcast. So, welcome everybody. Um, It's been a long time since I recorded, like a really, really, really long time, like, I'm embarrassed to say how long, just know, like, I'm getting the episodes out there when they come out there, and yeah, but just in case you're new to the show and you never heard of us, like, this is a podcast for production assistants by production assistants. Every episode, we invite some of the best of the fucking best in this city, you know, doing this film shit to come on, and we talk about the wins, the losses, the PA lifestyle, and sometimes the AD lifestyle, you know, we have all types of characters. Whoever wants to come on and talk with us, that's what we do. And it's more fun because like nine times out of 10, we are talking about these weird things that happen in New York. Like, can you imagine working and living in this city? And then like, you have to also be on a film crew and then you're dealing with nasty ass people. That's what makes us an elite group of people. These PAs from this little <laughs> land in New York. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I just wanted to catch up with you guys. Welcome back. It's episode five. We've had a really exciting season. Like, I really enjoyed, like, where we were with our shitty audio and weird clips to where we are now. Better audio, weirder clips. We're back, though, and I'm really happy because, like, it has been a long time, and I'm just ready to get back up to no good talking shit on this very low-key podcast of mine. It's kind of weird saying I have a podcast because, to be honest, I think that's, like, the fucking lamest shit you can introduce yourself as as a podcast (laughs) host these days. Everybody and their mom, literally their mom, there's, like, mommy podcast. Everybody has a fucking podcast. But when you fall into a creative depression, as we all experience in this world, you kind of just get up and you're like, bitch, you're going to make something. It was like I was choking myself through a mirror. If you understand, you understand. And I decided to get up and make something, anything. And this was the most, to be honest, guys, low-maintenance thing I could think of. Um, it doesn't take any work at all to just record shit. So we're here. If you want to stop me, you're going to have to fucking kill me! Okay, 558. We have 558 overall downloads. I guess that just means, like, plays, clicks, whatever on the podcast. So thank you to everybody who has listened all 558 clicks, even if you've only listened to five minutes of the podcast. I like to think the first five minutes are the funniest. So (laughs) thanks for even that. Um, Also, Spotify wrapped, like, in January or whatever. They had let me know, like, we have listeners all over Brooklyn, all over New York. We have people in L.A. We have some of my friends overseas listening. So Martini's up. It's a low-key podcast that I really never promote that much. But thank you guys for listening and sharing with your friends, like, I really appreciate that. And I know I'm always saying our podcast, we, us, because it is our podcast without the production assistants that I know and like assistant directors that I know and people who want to get on and talk about the story. I have no show because nobody wants to listen to me just talk for like an hour, two hours. I mean, I could listen to myself, but like I don't want that for everybody. But anyways, thank you, Darcy. Thank you. Um, Well, yeah. Well, since I'm in my shout out era, it seems like that's what I'm doing. Shout out to all y'all. Shout out to the people who listen. Shout out to my main man, Jake. We are in a brand new recording facility. It's chrome walls and shit. We got all types of Apple products in here. We like living the dream. Um, George Jefferson vibes, guys. George Jefferson. We're moving on up. Um, I know a couple episodes ago I antagonized my listeners, something you should never do, to help me edit. If you want a faster episode, maybe get your ass over here and help me edit. 
Jake answered the call. So again, shout out to my main man, Jake. Like, he's basically here to make sure that the episode sounds good for all my hating ass audio files. Make sure you can listen without your eardrums being, you know, disrupted or whatever the fuck you guys were complaining about. We're fixing it. That's what Jake's here for. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? This is also like the first time in a long time I was recording so I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I love you guys and I thank you guys and you know the podcast is going and we don't know how for how much longer I get bored pretty quickly but we're here and yeah anyways without further ado let's get into it okay um this episode we're gonna talk about ads Okay, well, not actually the ads, but, like, maybe, like, the making of them, you know, commercials, like, chill and indie environments. We're talking about, like, non-union sets. We're talking about all that world, something that we talk typically haven't talked about on this. So I definitely wanted to have an episode about that. And, of course, I want to bring on an expert. So uh, <laughs> I've invited a filmmaker a voice actor, a podcast host, an assistant director, and more importantly, a fantastic fucking PA. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> they, thems, please give a warm welcome to Darcy. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Darcy. <laughs> Hi, Alexis. Hi, I'm so happy you made it. I know, I'm glad I'm here. Um, You be grinding, I be seeing, we were just talking about how we keep up with each other through yeah. like social media, comments here, that's how I know you do all this shit. I literally was on your your... Instagram in the cab right over here, just like, what does Darcy be doing? Like, yeah, you're a creative, you're a creative guy. So much, too much. <laughs> so tell the people, um, we have a very skeptical fan base. They need to know who are you and why yeah. do we need to hear from this man. So um, tell us your, break it down. I uh, I came up doing uh, commercial PAing mostly uh, in terms of my relationship with industry. Um, I got started in. I'd say like 2018 or something. I started PAing here and there. I did like, uh, I, I PAed for free on an indie feature uh, that was like connected to. I mean, I'm glad. I I don't I don't regret that. It was a great experience. I learned so much doing it. But oh my god, it was so grueling to not make any money doing that much work. It was brutal. But I I really liked working with people I got to work with, and I met some cool people doing it. But then. Uh, year past, I was like finishing college, what have you, and then um, I ended up uh, uh, to doing my first commercial job. I did like a an ad for for Visa uh, in Love like that. 2019, um, and I met three people on that one day job. It was an overnight. It was a 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. overnight um, outside at Atlantic Barclays um, for Visa. For Visa, it was uh, it was when they were installing the Omni. Uh, tap things for the mm. subway. Mm. Um, Fun stuff. Yeah, real, really interesting <laughs> stuff. A lot of, you know, it was great. I actually I had a friend on that who did, um, who is a gimbal tech, um, but he was not experienced as a gimbal tech, but he told them in like, they were trying to hire someone and they were like scrambling because they couldn't find one. They were like, uh, do you know how to operate a gimbal? And he just went, yep. He did not. And he had such a hard time on that job. The really? whole night. I did. I, I was fine that whole job because my first PA thing is like, if I failed, I was fine. You know? You're a PA. Yeah. You're not lying about but, a skill set that you don't have. Came so, in yeah. doing gimbal stuff and it was, it was a mess. I mean, he's fantastic. He also now is like a really successful DP and immensely talented and knows what he's doing. But which is very funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I came up doing commercials. I, I met people through that job that then took me on to the next ones. Um, 
and I try to do indie stuff uh, every so often. Um, I try to do like, you know, a, uh, a feature or two um, a year. Uh, I'm now no longer a PA. I used to PA uh, about a year and a half ago, I'd say. I stopped PAing. I know, I know. Boo, you stink! Um, I did boo you. <laughs> I, I went down on the record. You were booed when you said that you're no longer a PA. But what are you doing now, money Why bucks? am I here? Why am I... <laughs> we have an ADs on. I love a good yeah. ADs perspective. I, I shifted to ADing um, eventually about a year, year and a bit ago, year and a half ago. Um, I just been, I've been ADing enough already. Um, I mean, when we had met, I think I'd already been ADing bit by bit. Um, and then, uh, a year and a half ago, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I was on some job and, and some, the producer on it had known me since I'd started and was like, oh, I'm surprised you even said yes to my, to the job offer. I was like, oh, well, you know, I just needed, I needed, I like working with you and I needed the, I was like, why not? Like, I get, I get a, a, a PA rate for a day, whatever. Right. Um, I wasn't booked for anything else. And he was like, fair enough, fair enough. But then it, like, percolated my brain. And then the next day, I texted everyone that hired me. I was like, hey, I'm just an AD now. Check, please. Now, do I look like I have your check? All I'm hollering at people. I don't need this. My husband has two jobs. I don't need to be here right now. Like, <laughs> bet got it and nice. like, <laughs> and did you feel like patron like did why did you feel i feel like the guy was probably just like no wow. it was, no it was actually great advice it's a uh a really wonderful uh production manager producer who i've worked with since i started um who i love working with and he um yeah he, he was i mean it was it was more so just like oh hey you've been doing this long enough you should just make that leap. Um, and At some point, we're scared. It's like yeah. you have to get that good kick in the ass to be like, you're actually above this. Like, yeah. me to move on. Well, I also think it's, 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 I don't even think of it as above this necessarily just because I don't like, like, I think there are, you know, I mean, there are career PAs. There are people who PAing is like, that's the thing. And, right. and that's valid. I love that. You know, um, if that's what works for you, that's what gets you through your day. It's, PAing has benefits. Being able to like come on to, like, come on to a job, come on that day. Uh, and you walk on and you leave and like that That's is the, the experience. Yeah. You know, you're not you don't do anything when you're not there. I hate taking work home, so yeah. it works for me. I I mean the amount of times even also just like starting out as like a doing like indie shorts. I love doing indie shorts, um, as an A D. Um, because it's it's where people are like, you know, they they love what they do and they're trying to make some like you know, beautiful piece of art out of passion and I get that. Um, and so doing any shorts is great because I get to support that. Um, but they're hard because the budget is way more limited than a yeah. commercial have you. So, you know, they're not going to pay me a day rate to make a schedule adjustment, you know, for 15 minutes on, you know, a random Saturday. But that schedule adjustment needs to be made. Yeah, you know? So it's going to fuck the whole production over. It'll fuck right. me over. Like it's, I was talking to a friend of mine also who who's, uh, works in production uh, and, uh, I was prepping for some job that uh, I was glad to do, but um, they needed me to like adjust, do a bunch of like schedule prep stuff prior to our first scout, um, just because I needed to get my head around things. Um, and I knew I wasn't gonna get paid for the prep on that because it was so low budget. Right. Um, but she said to me, she's like, "Yeah, but you know what? You're doing it to make your life easier because when you show up on the day and if you haven't done your prep work, even if they can't really require you to have done it, 
it's gonna be so much harder for me to do my job as an AD if I haven't prepped. You know? No, yeah, it's just maturity. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, you can yeah. pout that you're not being paid on the days to do the work, but it's either you're coming in prepared or you're coming in not. I personally do not thrive well for people like feeling shame around me like i like to yeah. just be having the job done and be prepared so i don't feel like people are just like this bitch doesn't have it together because i know yeah. normally i'm that person that's like this bitch doesn't have it together like yeah. standing in the corner with the other pas like <laughs> look at this fucking guy like i think that's how we bonded yeah exactly <laughs> it's upsetting me in my home girl because we feel like well damn if you can't go to bed on no chase what the hell could you go speaking of us like yeah we work together two times right. i like to think like because i work a lot in the like union world you know, and then we came together, we like worked together on Z-Way, which was like, I would think the middle of like indie and especially that first yeah. season, the middle of indie and the middle of like Union. Yeah, because it was an IATSE crew um, yeah. and SAG talent, um, but it was non-DGA. Yeah, uh, which was odd. That was my first time doing something like that. So yeah. I was like, this feels minimal budget, but like there's food. I always judge it based off the kind yeah. of food. Nobody's bigger than the group. I'm the one selling the records. They come and see me. They come in to see the temptations. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. I've done that a few times. I mean, I've actually, I did a, I did a commercial a year ago that was, um, uh, it was this big IATSE commercial. I mean, it was like 80 person crew or something. Um, a lot of money behind it. And, uh, but it was non-DGA because the director was non-DGA. And so they, uh, they were scrambling to find someone, um, because it was such a, um, big job and it was during a point when everyone was working. Uh, and so I had at that point not had a lot of experience first in commercial. Um, now I have had a ton of experience first in commercial, but at that point I was fairly new to it. Uh, and I had luckily the production coordinator was a good friend of mine. And she put in a good word for me. And next thing I knew, like the next day, I was on the pre-light. Um, and we made we made our day. We made everything work. But it was just like, but but running an 80-person crew that's IATSE, you know, when you're non-union. Like there's, like I, I haven't, like I, I didn't go through the DGA trainee program. I didn't go right. through any of that where like I would learn the ins and outs and the rules and all those things. We're like, I think you coming up and spending so much more of your so much more of your time on these, you know, large, you know, these tiers and what have you, like these bigger yeah. projects that are union. Um, it's just vastly different from what I've experienced. So different. Let's get into it though, yeah, because that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. the core of why I want to like share a quick story and then I'll ask you some questions. So I worked on Gossip Girl. Shout out RIP Gossip Girl. Shitty show <laughs> ended shitty and you know, <laughs> gone and forgotten very soon. You know you love me. I worked on the first season of that reboot and, you know, big ass budget, like the fashions I remember were being covered in Seventeen magazine every day just because yeah. like the clothes they had. But a lot of money. Um, towards the end of that job, we ended up doing a commercial. I ended up working on the commercial. I found myself working on the ad for Gossip Girl and the show Gossip Girl at the same time. Mm. So like I was working on a Saturday and I was part of the crew. I was part of the union crew for that, the union PA crew for that, working with the talent. And then we were working with the commercial PAs mm -hmm. who were working on just the like commercial stuff. And boy, oh boy, was that odd. That felt very like light and day, like oh two God, different sets yeah. of PAs, but like they're both PAs. Like one of them, I don't know. And I don't want to say like it was anything on like work ethic, 
But damn, do union PAs have like sticks up their asses? The way we move and run around, like everything is the end of the world compared to commercial PAs who are just like, yeah, it gets done. You know, it yeah. don't happen. It will all come together. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, trust the process. Yeah. And I don't know, that just was a cool thing that I always think of. And that's why like, that's what inspired me to like have you on because I wanted to know like, <laughs> is there a difference? Like as you oh, work yeah. more on one world, I work more on the other. Like yeah. what are the differences? But I've dipped my toes into both and I, and I've I've done my you know, um, I've done my time on the on the big union stuff and I you know I worked, <laughs> I worked one day on a big Netflix show uh, as the oh TPA the week after we did Z-Way. Right. Uh, I remember because I turned that job down and then you came in the next day and you were like mm -hmm. I took it and I was like good for you <laughs> like I took it I did one day and it was so goddamn horrible that I was like nope I'm done I'm out I went up to the second AD. Um, and like told her, I was like, I can't do this. And then lo and behold, uh, uh, like they wrapped seven weeks later and I was on another job and the first team PA who had been on Z-Way, who had been on that job. And then who was on this new, this, this German TV show that I was keying. Um, uh, she came on and I was like, Oh, how did the rest of that Netflix show go? And she was like, so the entire PA staff got turned over twice. Uh, we Whoa. had three key PAs after you. Uh, and the key second left. Like, so I felt like I got out. I, I saw the way that the world was shifting. Yeah. I was like, nope, I'm, I'm done. When you know, you know. Those things, like, oh, God. I remember the interview for that job was just like, so it's going to be pretty terrible, yeah. but uh, we're going to do this. Like, yeah. And I was like, actually, no. Like, I, I get to choose my happiness, and I don't I don't want to do that. It's terrible. Do you have a, do you find you have an easy time, like, saying no to things you know you're just not going to? Yes. Deal well with. Oh and my I, God. I applaud that. I'm the queen of trying, like, especially at this big age. Like, I feel like I've been peeing for like five years now. And yeah. I'm like, I've done commercials. I've done indie movies. Like, I've done a little bit of everything. And I've decided, like, what doesn't work for me. And I, more importantly, I know the types of bosses that I don't want to work for. It's like a loud pack of idiot bitches. And I'm sick of them already. Just based off your energy. Our, I remember I had an interview and bitch. Oh, wow. That really? was, um, Got the job, of course, like I always do. Kobe. I'm the heart and soul of this team. My teammates say that to me all the time. And, you know, I try to be that for them. You know, the, the energy that I bring um, is contagious, and I know that, and I just try to bring that every game. It was never meant to be. I got the job in the AD department, and I also got the job in the COVID department, and I turned them both down. <laughs> and the AD department I had to turn down just because, like, Whew. They kept asking a lot of triggering questions. Like, so how's your, your mental health? How do you keep it so good? I'm like, why y'all asking me that in the interview? <laughs> That's telling me that shit's gonna go bad. And they're like, just, it's a long job. It's a really, really, really long job. Like, can you do this? And they asked me like, how do you keep your, um, how do you keep your energy up? Like you're good, like how do you stay as cool as you are pretty much do these types of difficult jobs? And I'm like, I choose specifically. And <laughs> I don't do those I jobs. I don't do those jobs. <laughs> like I try to work for like three to like three to four months at a job. I don't do really long gigs. Like I don't like to like. Wow. Okay. So that, and that's another difference between us because to me, a long job is anything that goes long, longer than three days. Like, <laughs> yeah, because, right. like commercial <laughs> is so short. And so when you go three months is, is, is short. I'm like, that's cr I think the longest I've been on any given job is a month and a half. Um, what? Yeah. Doing what? For I, what? A commercial uh, was, or a movie? Uh, I did my first ever AD job. 
uh, or my first ever like official AD job because um, I AD'd like a bunch of friends things. You know, but the first time I'd ever been hired and like become an AD was I did Food That Built America. It was before we met. Um, this is like peak COVID, like October, like September, October 2020, um, and I got hired right before the pandemic started and then the production shut down because of the pandemic and then they were like they called me in september like hey we're gonna be doing it you ready and i was like well i have nothing else going on it's the pandemic the diamond earring came up in the ocean and it's gone and there's people that are dying um so sure i'll go to connecticut for a month and a half why not um which was great and i uh was there i was the key pa to start and then there was some internal politics, and uh, some of my superiors were fired. Um, Ooh, not you yeah. taking jobs, Darcy. Uh, yeah. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me for nothing. And so I was my, my second second uh, at the time, Joel, uh, Joel Schneider, who's a lovely guy. Um, Joel Schneider and I go, both got bumped up. He became the, the, the key first, or he became the, the first AD for A unit, um, uh, and the B unit first became our key, um, key first. And then I bumped up to A unit second second, and it was the first time I'd ever been an AD, and it was really exciting and really fun and challenging, and, and I got some beautiful friendships out of it. I mean, that's like that's where I got to know uh, Jesse, who oh, blue-haired Jesse, blue-haired Jesse, shout that's, out to Jesse. That's how we, that's how we got connected because okay. we ended up working on Z-Way together, and that was through Jesse. And um, and then like Joel, as I mentioned, uh, is now been a longtime friend of mine, and 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 specifically creative partner. Um, like he and I are writing partners and, and have written stuff together, and are working on some stuff right now. And so like, it, it was a wonderful job. But yeah, and point being that the longest job I've ever done was a month and a half. That's suspicious. That's weird. Indie sets, indie movies, like yeah. low non-union movies, those like environments are so much more fun, I think. Yes. Like your director is moving chairs and tables with you. <laughs> you're like, you're, your producers are there like setting up lunch and everything. Yeah. Like that is unlike some other, like that is, those sets are why I joined the film industry. And then I ended up yeah. in the union world somehow where it's like, <laughs> don't you even fucking touch that garbage can or I'll have your head. Yeah. It's like, okay. And I don't sit down and also, you know what, don't feel joy by the way. Don't feel joy. Be mad if you feel joy. <laughs> We're the timekeepers. We're literally like the AD department is supposed to be the fun killer. So, yeah. but yeah, like, well, tell me some like key, like fun moments on indie sets. Like, yeah. I did, um, I did a short film, uh, shout out to Dear Simone, uh, uh, my uh, good friend Kevin Deming uh, is a uh, wonderful director, uh, and Jenny Pearsall is a wonderful actor and writer. Um, they put together a short film that I AD'd last summer, um, and it was a wonderful production, it was a week, week of shooting, it was on one studio, um, uh, or not one studio, one, one uh, location. Um, uh, but one of the challenges I comfortable on that that was like <laughs> silly but delightful to solve was we were in the middle of the summer there was an ice cream van that kept circling the block <laughs> like every 20 minutes and we were <laughs> shooting an exterior on the roof of this building which was only two stories up wow. and so we just kept like We'd be in the middle of the take and then just hear the entertainer playing. I mean, I don't know. It's something about that song that just make you want to get up and bust a motherfucking move. If you're on a massive union set, yeah, that's send locations on it. That's, it's send locations on it, and also like it wouldn't even be a thing. Like you'd have like you'd have shut the street down. Like you like it'd be that's so. True. There's so many like it wouldn't even happen. But we ended up like 
we ended up like our sound guy, Michael Spencer, fantastic uh, boom up and, and sound mixer, uh, great guy. He he like was like, I'll do it, and he ran down and like gave them like a twenty dollar bill and was like, Hey, can you just go like two blocks over? And they were like, Yeah, sure. But like you $20. know, twenty dollars. Hey, they did it. They did it. But that's like that's indie. You know, no, that yeah, is right. like like it was a twelve person crew or something. You know. Um, oh, that is so cool. Actually. Yeah. I, so I love those. Ones. I like. I think you get that that kind of stuff so much more often. You get this feeling of like everyone's in it to just like make their shit and like and support each other. And everyone is so grateful for everyone to be there. You know. Right. Um, which is great. And you know, and I've and I've directed sets like that as well. And and, and those are fun. And you know. Um, no one's grateful on union sets, I feel like. Everybody's just kind of, like, entitled a little bit. Yeah, and Just because I mean, they're in a union, so it's yeah. just like, I was called here to do a job, and they're expecting it to go and be organized a certain way, so. Yeah, I mean, you're being, I think that's the trade-off, is, like, when you're on that massive union job, like, that's those people's careers. That's that's their, you know, like, you're, you're looking at a, a set full of 100 people who are all have all these different unions backing them who have been doing this for 30, 40 years. And mm -hmm. like, they know the the deal, they know how to do it. They, they, they know how to get through their day in that way. And yeah, but it's, but that being said, I, I agree with you. I think that union sets can be really um, tough and brutal. And I think it's valuable for any PA who's like starting out. I think it's valuable to at some point experience that whether you stick with it or not. I think it's good to experience it and like, understand how brutal it can get um because i think i've met people who go on to become creatives which is that's my eventual thing is i would like to be a writer or a director you know and, right um, and i i am one now i mean i write and direct i have a short film that's coming out in the next month and i have a, a come on shameless yeah, plug. narrative yes. podcast series coming out in the next few months like you know like i i'm that's the thing i want to be doing but i think it's i think it's valuable that i came up and did and and cut my teeth doing all those brutal jobs and i think i think so much more of people who did that you know right. who went through who were you know the person running to get coffees at 3 a.m you know on the 16 hour day yeah you know like that's those are the people who i'm like yeah they they will understand better how to be the boss who's the boss i'm the boss who's the boss i'm the boss Typically, right, on every episode, I like to describe, like, what is a PA? I yeah. can't do it every episode because, for me, it feels like a PA is a PA, goddammit. <laughs> like, it's a hard job to kind of describe the de definition of, but I usually like to ask my guests what you think a PA is. But mm. in this case, in your honor, what do you think, like, a commercial PA is? Because mm. I know that those those um, responsibilities do differ from, like, union yeah. PAs. So, let me know. Well, you know what I'd say? Uh, PAs take on a much more I would say a somewhat more flexible role uh, on non-union commercial than they do in the union you know the union TV world and what have you and part of that actually is not to do with PA's duties themselves but the duties of people who are in charge of them is the pool different are you trying to find a first team PA in a in, a, in the commercial world that's no. you don't have a lot of first team PAs well, there there's or? not even a first team PA is like not even a position you really see on commercial for the most part I like I think there are occasionally you get key PAs I was a key PA on a few commercials but it's rare um you occasionally get um uh yeah i mean you really 
you basically you have set PAs, you have office PAs, and you have truck PAs. Those are like the PAs that you get on commercial. Um, office PAs, set PAs, and truck PAs. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so truck PAs are bread and butter. Every almost almost every commercial has truck PAs. It's two guys in the you know in their their like the edge truck um, picking up gear. They do all the pickups and returns like right. the day before and day after the production um, shoots and wraps. Um, and uh, they get paid usually like fifty dollars more a day uh, on average than the uh, non uh, truck PAs, um, and they spend most of the day honestly hanging out in the cabin of the truck, you know, just chilling and waiting for someone to need something off the truck. Which all power to them. I like it's it's a job I never worked, but like <laughs> sometimes was envious of because you could just kind of chill, like yeah. you know, when everyone else was freaking out. Um, Set PAs. Has that changed? Oh, no, no, sorry. no, no, no. Keep go, going. no. Um, I, set PAs is what you're used to. I mean, it's just it's making making sure the coolers are filled, making sure you know uh, crafty's organized, making sure that you know going on coffee runs. Um, what you do often do is we don't have um, like teamsters. Like that's not like a thing on commercial for the most part. Um, uh, I'm going to say for the most part, for most things I say, because I have come from my experience and with non-union, but for the most part, you don't have Teamsters. So right. because of that, uh, every vehicle has to be driven by a PA. So a lot of what PAs do in commercial is drive. And it actually could be really tough for PAs coming up in commercial in this, in New York, who don't have a license or don't okay. want to drive. How about new? You crazy Dutch bastard. Um, I have friends who are PAs who are fantastic PAs, but who, who, who like I have not been able to wreck for jobs I want them on because they can't drive. Right. You know, and it's tough. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is, like, yeah. literally when I first started, I started on um, non-union stuff. Well, I did, like, two jobs on non-union before yeah. I moved into union and the rest wow. is history. Wow, you were right? just, boom. Immediately. I don't even know how it happened. I think I met one person. It just, the rest is history. You know how it is. All oh, it takes absolutely. is one day. But I worked on two non-union jobs before that, and, wow, I really never thought, like, I used to, like, cry a little bit because I would be like, damn, I really want to be in this industry, but I'm never going to be able to do it because I can't fucking drive, and I don't drive. Yeah. And they used to tell me, like, that's the gig. Like, that's the gig. You're never going to be a good PA. Like, you can't drive, yeah. and that's the gig in the non-union world but in the union world that's why i really am in the union world i can't yeah. drive girl so <laughs> i only have one choice and that's this with the big dogs unfortunately but isn't that kind of like annoying because when i was doing it even though it was that short time you had the driving pas who were also regular pas like sometimes you just park the truck and you're coming in and you're helping on set as well that's what i was seeing there and it used to bug me out because we had a pa who got into like a small accident and like they were talking so much shit about him, like, oh, he's he's bad. He he can't like he can't be trusted with this thing because he got into an accident. And that's the part that used to kill me because it's like, wait, is this job about driving or is this about working in the film industry? Like, what the fuck? I will say that there can be a there can be a certain amount of like quick turn on a dime decision making about people's reputations in the commercial world that I imagine is a little bit harder to have happen in on jobs where you're working together for like five months. Right. You know? Um, yeah, you only have three days, bitch. If you do bad at one half of that time, then you suck. That's it. Yeah. That's your reputation. I mean, I know PAs who have like, you know, uh, who have got like, you know, had like not even gotten into an accident, but just like, like 
breaked too quickly with the client in the van, you know? Wow. And like, and it like, and a PM was just like, I don't know if I can bring them back. And it was like, and, and I was like, man, really? Wow. wow. You know, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think also that's, that's, that's part of the, you know, seeking out who you want to work with thing too, because I, I feel like I've tried as much as I can. And I think you're better than me at this than I am. You, you clearly are better at like me, like, I'm going to say no to the jobs I don't want to do, the people I don't want to work with. And I think I've struggled with that a more because I think I always am, because of commercial, always am like terrified. If I say no to one job, uh, there's no, no next job will come. I'll be, you know. No, that probably is happening. You know, <laughs> it probably yeah. has happened to me. Like, there's people who, I remember I heard a rumor from one of my friends who was like, well, they said that you, like, quit jobs. And I'm like, who the fuck said that? Like, I'm not taking the job in the first place. But it's like, if you say no to some stuff, people will, like, not be able to rely on you. Yeah. They're going to think that, like, you're that type of person who's going to quit last minute or that you're just not going to want to do it because you're, like, bougie or you have a certain way of doing things. Say no. You know what? No, I am going to leave. I try to work with people like, you know, like I, I try to work with people who lead with kindness and 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 are understanding, you know, mm. like um, I'm an AD where if I'm hiring like a second or I'm hiring a, a PA or whatever and like, you know, fucking two days out they get a call and they're and they're a second and they're trying to move up the first thing, you know, and they get a call and and some and someone's like hey uh we need someone to first do this short film you know and they're gonna pay that person you know a lower rate than my second ad rate is gonna give them but they're gonna work five more days and they're gonna get uh and they're gonna get to learn how to be a first ad you know and and but it conflicts with the day i have them i'm like yeah go do that job i'll replace it. like it's yeah like, better yourself yeah do like it's we're in an industry of people and networking and and i don't like i believe in loyalty to the people who are kind to you but but that loyalty doesn't mean treat yourself wrong or 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 not not do what what is the right thing for you like if i like that's the right thing for that for that second for them to go on and do that first ad job and i want them to do that you know right. so i'm not going to bear any ill will with them to be like oh they've they left me in the lurch for that one commercial where I needed a second. It's like, I can get another second, you know, I can get another, a, a good PA who I want to train up as a second. Like it's, it's not, I'm not going to have ill, but I hear stories all the time of like, you know, this or that first AD or second AD who has that relationship with this, you know, PA or whatever. And that person is not available once. And suddenly they're like, oh, they don't, they don't work with me anymore. They're not in my good graces. And it's like, dude, what? It's literally like... happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. Some people are your friends and they're trying to like push you ahead in this industry and like, yeah. go do the jobs that make you better. Go be better, blah, blah, blah. And then when it comes to you not being of service to them, it's like, well, she's not really reliable. Like, I don't work with them anymore. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? So um, shout out to those assholes. <laughs> should she suffer? All right, clap if you think she should suffer. Anyways, this is a good um, time yeah. to like move on. All right, so we're gonna play a little game. We're gonna take like a short <laughs> break. And whenever I say short break, I actually just mean like two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna play a game when we come back. Okay, okay. Cool. Bye. Cool.
We're back. That was a very long break. I got to really learn a lot about myself and my guest. And I, I read Dostoevsky. I mean, like I was, it was hours. <laughs> love that. Don't know what that is, but I love that you said it. If you're out there reading Dostoevsky, thanks for listening. That's so cool. Your bougie ass. Thank you. Um, welcome back, guys, to Martini's podcast. I'm here. I'm talking to my friend Darcy. He's giving us all the tea. We're talking about... They, I learned so much already about, like, the differences in commercial world versus mine. Like, the the jobs aren't even the same, guys. I really thought that we were having the same type of PAs. There is no comparison because they're not the same version. Like, we're doing different jobs, and I love that. Um, just to break it up a little bit, we're going to keep on with this conversation, but I wanted to play a little game. Um, it's a game that I had on our last... A couple episodes ago, and it's called... Let's 86 that. <laughs> um, so in the industry, 86 usually means don't do or stop doing or basically like an about face, you know? So I wanted to come up with a game where we could be like, let's 86 that um, to all the dumbass shit that we don't like. To all the people we don't like, to all the people we want to kill. I'm kidding. Um, this is a segment for just things that we would like to stop in this industry, put a stop to, about face, maybe change. Um, and providing evidence for a premeditated murder trial. Yes, apparently. girl. When they look at this podcast, this will have the evidence. I'm a millennial. I talk about the crimes before I do them online. Um, anyways, I'll start. And then Darcy, you go, go and we'll, we'll start there. Okay, so... I'm actually recently inspired by this since we just had a whole conversation on it. Um, let's 86 driving PAs. And I feel bad for saying this because obviously I'm going to be taking a lot of jobs. If we 86 driving PAs, what are they going to hire a lot of them for? But I really think that's kind of crazy. Like, I don't I don't like that. I can't drive, so I'm biased. I think we should get rid of it because Alexis can't drive. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> but also, like, damn, like, so you're either transport or you're on set. I really think that's what it should be. Like you said before, you mentioned that, like, some driving PAs get paid extra 50 bucks or so, and that's your job, to return things, to buy things, drive things around. That could be nice if that's one job. But I think where it turns into, like, when you your ability to drive is being based on your like competence on set, I think that that's something we should eighty six. Like, there's no correlation between the two. I could be a shitty driver and a great PA. Yeah. Two things can exist, people. So um, let's let's eighty six that, okay? <laughs> that's eighty six driving and production assistant work. I feel like it's one or the other, okay? <laughs> Hot take, but that's what I said. Stop it. Get some help. What about you, Darcy? Ooh, what would I eighty six? Um. Oh. I, I, I would 86, uh, some of these absolutely terrible, um, rates that we're seeing lately. There are some rates that I've been seeing that have just been, I mean, criminally low. I really just like this, this tendency where jobs will do, you know, the most favored nations thing where it's like, oh, the whole crew is going to be working for, you know, 225 for 12 everyone's everyone's on it the first ad's on it the key grip is on it but then they're working with you know the the sag talent who they're giving you know options of like well for the three days of shooting you'll be doing you'll earn nine thousand dollars you know because you know and listen i get it you know that's part of the producer hustle and have you but i the most favorite nation thing always rubs me wrong because 
it just what is that? I'm sorry, I never heard of this. Yeah, in my life. it's this it's this method of payment where you pay a crew on an indie like everyone gets paid the same rate, mm. um, uh, and so everyone's working for a low rate, but everyone knows, hey, at least everyone else is making that same rate. But at least to my belief, and, and a producer probably would know better about this, but to my understanding, I believe I've worked jobs where it's been a most favorite nation's job, um, but the talent, because they're SAG or for whatever reason, or because they're, you know, <laughs> more well-known, um, is making like a, a much higher rate. They may, be, they may be working to scale, but they're not making the same rate that the rest of us are making. Um, which always sucks and always feels a little shifty. I don't mind, like, I don't, I'm not griping about the whole concept that talent makes tons of money. Whatever. That's a part no, of the that's industry. A, this First Nation it's, thing sounds stupid. Is that yeah, what it's called? First Nations? Most favored nation. That should sound dumb as fuck. It's go, go nightmarish. On. Well, I, I, I don't know if I'd say do away with it entirely because, you know, I think there's a place for it. I think these, like, scrappy little indies where it's, like, 12 people and everyone's just going to get together and, like, half of you are friends and it's, like, but you're but you're funding it and you're, like, I, I just want to pay my friends something honest for their, you know, for their work and I'm, I'm going to pay them 210 for 12 or whatever. I'm going to pay them minimum wage for, for the day. Um, uh, but, like, we all love each other and we're trying to make this thing happen. Like, that's that's one thing. The other thing is when you are going out into the world and you are all, you know, you're a producer that does this for every job you do and are just trying to outbid, you know, the other producers that says that you're, it's going to cost more. I, that's shifty to me. Yeah, I hell it. yeah, that is. Yeah. I guess it could, could be, it could be kind of beautiful, but also it could be manipulative. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's pay equity. It's not pay, you know, you don't, you don't want people to be like, I, I am fine that this first AD makes more money than the second AD. That's That makes sense to me. Yeah. It makes sense to me that the first AD makes more money than the, than the, than the PA. Now, should that pay discrepancy be as, like, large as, it is? as large as it is? Maybe not. But I don't think we'll put everyone in the same even, like, insanely low rate is the solution to that. And that's not what they're trying to solve. They're trying to solve how do we make this movie for this amount of money. You right. know? She's got a point. She's an icon. She's a legend, and she is the moment. Um, but it always rose me the wrong way, and I think it always, it always, ins it always feels a little insulting. Uh, it's also, it's always the jobs that you get like interviewed the hardest for, and like, <laughs> and like, and are those nightmarish to make? Are those jobs the ones where like the producers, you know, asks you a million questions, interviews you up to the nines about everything, and. Those are brutal. Because they want to yeah. see what you can take. Those jobs exactly. are a red flag usually from the beginning. Oh, yeah. But, okay, 86ing. 86ing. We'll, we'll say 86ing the, the the skeevy most favorite nation's jobs. Not all of them. <laughs> just the skeevy ones. Just the skeevy the ones. The ones that set off all of my alarm bells. <laughs> okay, copy. Stop it. Get some help. While we're talking about 86 and shit, let's also 86 to $15 an hour minimum wage for PAs. That's yeah. pretty fucking ridiculous. Um, this is where I will insert that Breaking Bad clip of Jesse Jesse Pinkman um, breaking a bunch of cabinets, asking for his fucking money. Where's my money, oh. bitch? <laughs> $15 an hour is not enough. Where's my money, bitch? I ain't gonna keep asking nice. I'm also working on a job where they are currently trying to take away the box kit rentals for PAs. Okay, if you're a PA on a union yeah. job and you're first of all, this is even new. We weren't even getting this shit up until recently. But you get a box kit rental, ten dollars a day for your laptop. If you're a paperwork PA, 
ten dollars yeah. a day for your laptop. Most of the time they cap it at five hundred, so it's not even this big generous fucking thing. You're on an eight month job, you made five hundred dollars off your laptop that yeah. you brought every day. Fucked up. Fine. For regular set PAs, they started giving cell phone allowances. 250 275 a day for your cell phone which yeah we need that since we cannot do the job without our cell phones yeah. and i'm working on a job where they're trying to take that away so let's 86 crummy ass fucking cheap ass penny pitching ass people who want to take away even more money from production assistants yeah. like collectively that department is making like 350 dollars and <laughs> in box rentals and shit and they're just like mm -mm, that's too much we got to be able to pay for that oat milk that number one loves like yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah 86 all that cheap ass shit stop it get some help yeah i'm with you the some of the rates that we see i mean it, there was talk i know um oh, i'd say like a year and a half two years ago there was there i remember there was talk of like the 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 commercial rate for pas is 250 typically um and uh there was talk of it going up to 300 and it started to it really did start i saw to, that commercial yeah. that's the word on the block in the union world yeah. commercials pay more for like yeah. generally less work guys like yeah. whenever i'm offered commercial stuff on the side from the project saturday sunday work yeah. Which is kind of when it happens. Three hundred bucks for yeah. 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 But I but what I'd say is I'd be curious to um to know how that's going now because I've seen my AD rates get dropped even on commercials, which has never happened before. You know, um, in my limited experience, like I've I've seen a lot more you know uh, lower lower rates for for first AD stuff that I've taken because it's been slow. You know, and and, yeah. I've, and I've done because I'm like, well, I need the work and. And I know that everyone's hurting and they're going to find someone who'll do it, you know. Um, but, like, if if ADs are taking pay cuts, like, I, I'm imagining that, the, that, that that aspirational 300 for PAs has probably been cut as well. Like, it's, Damn. you know, I, I, I'd be curious to, to know from a current commercial PA uh, how that's faring. Yeah. Where is the money at in the film industry? <laughs> like, beyond yeah. the, like, above tier, what do they call that? Above the line jobs, above, uh, like, not including those. Like, from the PA's perspective, if you're looking at, like, if I want to start being a PA tomorrow and I'm trying to go for wherever the money resides, where the money oh, resides. Oh, if you want to get, if you, you want to, if you want a PA, um, at least in commercial, if you want a PA and make that your career um, or, or make that, like, the, the thing you do, at least for now, um uh then and you want that to be as financially good as possible for you truck pa uh they will make uh they can make anywhere for anywhere from like 275 to 350 a day um uh or per 12 you know um and they're almost always going to be working past 12 uh and making an ot because they're uh they're parking those trucks in a lot and then taking their car home like you know they right. there's they are on the clock a lot longer than most people, so they're making a lot more money that way. Um, the problem with that is truck PA as a job is a little bit harder to move on from. So if you wanted to move up the ladder anywhere, I've heard that it's like, limited. Once you're a truck PA, you're kind of just they calling you to drive. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's why I avoided it when I was a PA. I, I was like, I don't want to get stuck there. Also, I will say, I think every current AD, whether they're a good AD or not, and I don't know, I think I'm a pretty good AD, but who knows um <laughs> i like uh but any ad even like even like the mediocre ad's that are out there were the best pa on whatever jobs they were doing before you know like yeah. like i think that you can always look at a 
you can always look at a set and go, who's the PA that clearly everyone in production in the AD staff loves? Cool. That's the one that's going to be an AD in a year. Like, yeah. universally. So, or you'll be like me and have no aspirations. You're kind of just floating <laughs> through life, kind of get high a little bit, figuring <laughs> things out as you go. Yeah, before you know it, you blink and it's five years later and you're kind of just like making a podcast for PA so you don't feel that shitty about <laughs> still being a PA. And then your friends are coming on and they're like, I'm not even a PA anymore. And you're like, Because <laughs> look at Gaga. She's the creative director of Polaroid. I like some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does she know about camera? But I, but no, no, no. But I actually applaud that as well because I think that's that's part of, that's even just in a wider cultural sense. I think it's something that we're shifting. We're not worshiping work anymore as much Hell as we used no. to. I think that's good. I think that we should be like, you're not defined by, you know, I funny enough, me saying that on a podcast about the work we do, but <laughs> uh, we're not defined by the work we do. We're not defined by, by the job we hold. And I think that people should, you know, I I don't look at PAs as the, you know as like oh they're just you know whatever they're 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 either moving up or they're stuck because they're bad. No, man, the, the, I I have friends who were like truck PAs who are like they're dudes in their like late 50s who have a who have kids, a wife, like they have full families they support on truck PAing and like that's what they do and right. And they're good people, and like they, <laughs> and like they're like good, solid, solid people. And like, I just, you know, I, I don't subscribe to the belief of like, you know, you got to move up or, or you're failing. And like, no, fuck that. Do do I what makes of, you happy. It's harder in this industry, right? Here's the reason why there's a there should be a fire under your ass if you're PAs because like, yeah. the pay is so ridiculous. As we've just yeah. been talking yeah. about for like 15 minutes, is like. That's the only reason I would want to move up. I don't particularly hate being a PA because I don't feel bossed around. Like, I'm that bitch. So I don't feel bossed around by people like that. I feel yeah. like I come in to do a job and I do it well and then that's it. I go home. But, like, the payment, doing a job so well as I often do and feeling like the payment is not matching, it's really starting to fuck with my mental. Like, why am I not being paid? Like, yeah. why are other, like, incompetent bitches making more money than me just because, like, their job title is different? And they're not always incompetent. Sometimes they're great. They deserve that. But sometimes I'm feeling like, I don't want to name names, but sometimes I'm on <laughs> sets with these, you know, no offense. I'm talking, to, I'm in a room with two white men that I love dearly. Yeah. But these young, like, Nepo baby white guy ADs who are just, like, walking and they have their fucking fingers in their belt loops and they're, like, trying to demand everybody around set. But they don't have, like, that, they're not that good at the job. They're just kind of yeah. there because they went through the phases. So I'm just kind of, like, I'm tired of being paid less than those guys because oh, I think I'm yeah. better than that. But here we are. At the same time, like you said, I don't desire work, so... Yeah. I kind of just like waking up. It's like having no kids, you know? What's the what's that quote from the the darling? I don't dream of labor. Like, yeah, yeah, hell no. Yeah, yep. exactly. I don't dream of labor. What's your dream job? I don't fucking got one. Yeah. My dream job is to make money. But like I am enjoying yeah. I'm enjoying working in the industry and it's fun. I just feel like if you're a PA, like it's okay to want to better for yourself, but like you said, it shouldn't be like the end all be all. You yeah. should be here to have fun. We're all here having fun. Yeah. Movies are supposed to be fun. Oh yeah, that is so. That's so my policy. The oh god, the the one of the reasons I never went, or I don't currently plan to go union as an as an AD, is there is this mentality of like union ADs, uh, of just like, what we are doing is for some reason life or death. No, it is. And we have like, <laughs> and I'm like, guys, we are like at best making really good art, and at worst 
making dog food commercials. Yeah. It's fine. Like, <laughs> if, like <laughs> if this day is a little bit more stressful and doesn't go exactly as you hoped it would, or, it, like, if a thing goes wrong, it is not the end of the goddamn world. Please have some perspective. Please wake up in the morning and read the news and calm down. Like, it, it's just, I think that the AD should do, go over it, to, like, non-UN commercial shit, though, because you yeah. do have a calm vibe about you, but how much of that, right? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Do you think it's the money thing? Like, do you think, like, mm. AP, if, uh, ADs on these bigger union gigs are so, they're dying at 55 and they're fucking chain-smoking all day because <laughs> they have all this money on them. Like, you know, yeah. time is money sort of situation, whereas, when, like you said, when you go to, like, a commercial or a non-union um, movie or something, you're working in it and the budget's not that high. People yeah. are just there, like, trying to get the job done. Yeah. Do you think that adds, like, more a chill level like to you i think maybe i think i think part of that is is true um i think i i think also what contributes to that is the union ad's um who are like you say the 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 55 year old chain smokers um <laughs> uh some of whom i fucking love and Me and too. came Just up under and got stressful. taught by but they get stressed the fuck out yeah and and i would say that what can tend to happen is that if that's what that person's like that's their dream like for me like i've said I, like i don't want to in in 10 years i don't want to still be ading i love ading for where i am now in my 20s and i and it, it serves me well and it's, it's what i enjoy but it's not gonna, what i want to do for the rest of my life um but there are ad's who are you know in their life and, and are like this is the thing i'm going to be doing it's what i want to do forever it's what i've been doing for 50 you know, sorry for for like 20 years now this is the thing i do um and uh and for those people i think when they're on the massive job that's gonna you know that decides whether they're gonna work the next one you know i think that's understandably a little more stressful for them because you know if adine goes away for them that's their identity you know yeah. if adine went away from me tomorrow it would be tough and I'd find a new way to make money and I'd have to find a new way into the industry. Um, uh, it would be a struggle. I wouldn't like it to have to go away. Um, but like emotionally I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm one of those people who's it's my identity. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yo, during the pandemic, I felt very like, you oh what's that like Mr. Krabs meme where it's like dizzy like the environment's like dizzy <laughs> oh, I yeah, felt yeah, that yeah. because I was like <laughs> fuck like what else like what else yeah what do you do like for so many of us in this industry is like it's a this or it's like something that's vast it's a nine to five and like mm. a lot of people who end up in the film industry just cannot see themselves sitting in the same place doing the same oh, thing oh god i could not yeah so it's like what else it's... do you do <laughs> what else every other job we work one of the most like weird unique ass like jobs like I, I can't tell you how many conversations i'm in with people who have normal fucking jobs yeah. and they're like girl what time you getting off i'm like i don't know what <laughs> they're like are they allowed to keep you for that i I'm having a loved one episode eventually yeah, yeah. as well, just because oh like God. having yeah. a significant other where they're just like, so babe, maybe like we could go out to dinner tomorrow. It's like, ah, uh, maybe like, I don't know. And they're like, but you're starting at five in the morning. It's like, yeah, like, that I don't know what time nothing. it ends. Yeah, that means nothing to me or anybody else. And I just, I feel like there's such an identity with us. We're such a tribe, yeah. whether you're in your union world, the commercial world, non-union, we're such a tribe that it's like, damn, I guess we would all kind of, this is in a way it's everybody's identity because yeah. like what would you do if you couldn't do this what I mean, you are yeah. you have so many other creative avenues which is good for you yeah but i don't, get that but I don't know what avenues. my day job would become because i'm like 
as soon as my day job can become the creative thing whether for better or for worse that's what i want to have happening one day but right now i'm not in that position because if i was in that position that's what i'd be doing right um and so if if ad went away i don't know what i'd do tomorrow you know i guess it would be um, like california and just be a bunch of fucking like waiters and waitresses oh, no offense yeah. to my californians welcome to king burger where we could do it your way but don't get crazy I think that there's a, at least for me, there's like an inevitable, I might have to move to LA eventually if I want to like pursue the part of this career I want to pursue. And so if AD went away for some reason tomorrow, I think that might be like just the sign to go, all right, fuck it. I'm moving to LA and yes. I'm getting a job as a bartender, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then Not I'm, I'm moving to LA <laughs> and getting a job. Because everybody knows they go hand in hand. If yeah. you're moving to LA for some of the creative purposes, you're also moving to LA to become a waiter or a yeah. bartender. Like that oh, yeah. is... My dad was an actor and he was a he was a waiter throughout his entire career. Just, you know, I, I don't think there was much time he wasn't also doing catering. He was on Broadway and then a month later he was like doing catering gigs i mean that's just party what, down yeah life is just a, a episode yeah. of party down for people who live in los <laughs> angeles i really do feel that like, in new york i feel like at least like i could go back to american eagle yeah <laughs> probably might do, be like well th that's my question actually for you do you um to turn on you uh Stop. I, do you <laughs> <laughs> don't do that <laughs> Did you, before you got into this industry, did you have full-time jobs you'd work before or nine-to-five style jobs you worked before? Yeah, I got out of, I graduated in 2018 and literally started, like, you graduated in May. I started working by January. Mm -hmm. So I really did not, I like to call myself a whiz kid. I didn't really spend that much time working yeah. in the real world before I got right in. But I was working at Sunglass Hut for, like, six months. And oh, I think I remember you telling yo, me about Yo, what this. a time. I, it, I worked <laughs> at a closet of a Sunglass Hut where, like, homeless people used to just plan on me. They used to just, oh I once God. got robbed by a lady and a man, and they had a baby carriage. What? And they put, like, a bunch of, it wasn't me. I wasn't, like, armed robbery. But they, like, stole, like, four plates of glasses <laughs> with their baby carriage. Swipe or no swiping. That was a job. I feel like that was a wild gig oh beforehand. Oh, my God. But I guess I could go back to Sunglass Hut. Thanks for asking. Like, <laughs> when all else fails, I could go back to Sunglass Hut on I, 14th Street. I'm yeah. similar. I never really had a, like, I never did, like, a 9 to 5 proper. You know, I've never had I never had a salary. I've never had, like. Me neither. I have, I have friends who have salaries. Yeah, who, that's like, sick. Who but also like, not really. It doesn't sound fun. Salaries are not as fun as people make them out to be. Yeah. Because you're making the same amount of money. It looks like you're doing extra work, <laughs> but you're making the same amount of money no matter what they yeah. love to be like i want to i want to gamble <laughs> yeah i want a little bit of like a who i did not i didn't work hard enough this yeah. month so i'm not gonna get that amount yeah. of money am, i'm kidding am so i gonna make 40k this year or 120k who fucking knows yo <laughs> it's your when you do taxes and you're doing like seven different w-2s from all the different jobs you've got like i love that thrill that's a rush i look oh, for i fully sent my accountant like all of my w-2s and 1099s and everything for 2022 like last week I think it was like 30 something. There's a you lot. Know, it's insane. When I first started, I was losing them. And I was like, am I going to get Wesley sniped for this? Because <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know anything about taxes. Taxes are such a fucking fraud to me. I don't know shit about taxes. I do TurboTax with a lovely lady over the phone. She oh, does them. It. But it's like, I was forgetting W-2s. Like, yeah. maybe we should have a finance episode. Yo, like, honestly, Oof. that'd be great. You should get like a producer on or like a... Uh, yeah, they would uh, love me. Or like a... <laughs> One of the, like the 
production accountants, you know. I would, yeah, babe. Let's, secretary. Uh, I, the yeah. way I've been trying to get a guest for like two months, like I don't know any of those. Uh, yeah, but. I don't. And those are the toughest jobs. Oh my yeah. god, a productionist. Uh, I mean, paperwork PAs, accountants, and shit. Like they don't want to talk to my ass because I just want to know. Like, yeah. so like, did Bruce Willis come into your office and choke you up about his paycheck <laughs> before? Like, tell me something wild. And people are not really interested in talking to me that much, but. Anyways, that was fun. That's yeah. uh, let's eighty six all the stuff we discussed. It turned into a whole money segment, which I love. I yeah. really love that. Um, let's move on to something more fun. My the most popular segment on this show by fucking far. Love like, it. Most requested, most popular. Like everybody loves this. It's like number one on TikTok this week. Join us in a second. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, we're back. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us this long. Me and Darcy have been um chatting up. I feel like we're all over the place, but you're getting the gist of the episode. Yeah. We're talking non-union, commercial shit, money, catching up about jobs. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying this. We're having a good time. But um, as previously mentioned, we're moving on to the most famous and popular segment. Like Doja Cat slid into my DMs the other day, and she was like, "Girl, I hope you do PA of the week on this next episode." And I was like, "Yeah, maybe." I just be lying. I just fucking lie. <laughs> Who's gonna check me? Who gonna check me, boo? One time I went live on Instagram and I had nobody watching, but I kept saying I had people watching, which <laughs> really made it seem like I had a couple people watch. And that's the gist of the Martinez podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so here we are. PA of the week. PA of the week, pal, bitch. PA of the week. That's the segment. Um, yeah, so every every episode on Martini's a podcast, we literally recommend our PA of the week, also known as PAL. We like to honor our friends, our colleagues, because it's sort of a thankless job. So normally we give out a fictional award, real in our hearts, but fictional, um, for our PA of the week. So um, Darcy, you're up. Give me a PA of the week. A person I know? Am I, am I, it could be a real PA. Dropping? Yeah, it could be a real a person you know, um, a PA that you've heard of, famous PAs, which I never heard of that, but there's famous <laughs> PAs. Um, something from a movie that you assume, damn, that must have been fucking hard. Shout out to those PAs. Anything. Um, Anything. I will I will shout out our good mutual friend, Tara Donnelly. Um, we love Tara. Um, Queen bitch, supreme bitch. Uh, Tara's fantastic. Tara and I got to know each other doing a really weird indie movie a year ago. Um, and uh, she is a trooper. She saved my ass on that job, and she's saved my ass on many jobs since. And uh, I'm trying to trying to shape her into a commercial AD as well, along with me, um, so that I can call her and, and and do tons of cool commercial jobs together. And she's just she's a trooper. She's also a fantastic uh, filmmaker in her own right. She, yeah, she has is. a short film coming out that it, uh, looks very exciting that a friend of mine was starred in and. Um, she's great, great person, solid, solid person to, to work with and has that spirit you want in a PA, which is they are hardworking, but they are not a bore to be around. Oh know? yeah. Definitely not boring. Yeah. I watched her do like an Irish car bomb. Ask Tara about that. Well done, mama. Good times. <laughs> Shout out to 
Tara, like, yeah. you know, happy St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Tara. I'm a, sure a you had comedian. a good time. Uh, Love her. Yeah. Love we, I, I worked with Tara in Georgia. Um, one day I'm going to get her on the show. You know, you know, you know. Thank you for bringing up Tara. Fun fact. Tara was supposed to be the first ever person on Martini's Up podcast. I'm sure. She was there when the idea was like, okay, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And she was like, you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. She, like, pushed me every day during that job. Like, you should do a podcast, girl. You're like, you would be so good at it. And she's supposed to be the first guest and things have gotten weird, but she will. She will be back. You went to sleep hungry? You sacrificed for us? <laughs> You're the real MVP. Well, I'm also, that's just the thing I'm shocked about with you and scheduling and everything because what a bizarre industry you work in to have to schedule around all of our bizarre, like. It's insane. Yeah, like it's how do you get insane. anyone in to record? <laughs> well, it's been a couple of months. I was supposed to have an episode for February and I could not find, I wanted a paperwork PA. Mm. Obviously I wanted to talk to you and there's another like, I wanted to get um, another type of PA. Mm -hmm. I'm blanking on it, but before that, I wanted to get a paperwork PA because paperwork PAs, I swear that's the job that's like silenced. You only know once you talk to them what's really going on. But I've done it once. Yeah, I've was, done it yeah. once myself as yeah. tandem, not even a staffed up paperwork PA. So I wanted to talk to them and be like, so I know the job is shitty, but like, and <laughs> would you believe it? It's actually really hard to book paperwork PAs because they're so fucking busy. So yeah. I have a couple of them that have been like, yeah, I'm available, but then like their schedules have been changing. So it's been odd but oh my god tara does paperwork too hey tara i'm coming for that ass <laughs> i swear this is this is all just coming to give me tara we're coming for you we're coming uh, <laughs> we're coming for you tara i will look for you i will find you and i will kill you but um not to kill to give you your award for pa of the week pa of the week on darcy's side goes to Tara. Pow, oh. right in the kitchen. Thanks, Tara. I appreciate you. You come to Martini's up for the veiled threats of murder. Yes, please. <laughs> she will be here. She will be here. Now that I've said it, it's happening. I'm going to text her. I'm going to text her. Um, all right, my PA of the week. Um, PA of the week goes to all the fantastic, fantastic, wonderful women PAs I worked with on Bupkis a couple months ago. Um, loosely based on the story of Pete Davidson. Wow, that job was something. I can't say anything about it because I'm probably gonna get sued. But it, it had a lot of had a lot of things going that you guys will all be able to see. But I mostly want to shout out to the women because it was we were a tight women department. We were killing it. We had a woman key. We had my bad bitch self doing background. Um, we had some greenies that like learned a lot. Shout out to Michaela. Um, and yeah, I just love all those women. Mostly shout out to the women of Bupkis for not falling in love with Pete Davidson. Um, <laughs> that's like a big thing. Like, I feel like we we earned a lot. Listen, I'm gonna say this. I'll admit, there's something in the air about that guy. Cause towards the end, I was like, do I love him? I used to like write stuff on his mind. I, I didn't know, I didn't know. And I, it was like a cabin fever feeling like, Something about him. I thought I loved him too, but everybody left that job without falling in love. And shout out to you. So, Pow, right in the kitchen. Enjoy your award, ladies. And enjoy your award, Tara. Enjoy, everybody enjoy their awards. It'll be in the mail shortly. Um, that was PA of the week. And if everybody had a mama like you, yeah, you know. Hello, welcome back. We're back. It's the Martinis Up podcast. We're talking, I'm sitting in a room, a new room. We got a lot of good artwork. I've been looking at this like clock thingy. Hey Jake, we're talking to Jake. Jake's in the room. Hey. It's a, they, I, there's so much decor. So there's much. So, many, so much color. So I much love pop. this. I love it. I love this. 
great studio shift. Like, I'm having a good time. So, Fiat Bastille Day. It's great. Darcy's here. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, this, this is nice. We'll be back. We'll be back on the next episode. We will be back. But, um... Yeah, I'm here with Darcy, Silent Jake. We're we're doing the thing where we're talking about commercials and union and non-union and the differences between the two. Hopefully you guys have learned a lot. I've learned so much, honestly. I've had a really insightful, one of my most insightful episodes because like, I don't know, most of my other guests I've just been like, Kiki Key, tell me more. But like Darcy's dropping real fucking knowledge out here. <laughs> we're learning a lot about this world. So before I get into our last segment of the show and we start wrapping it up, I just want to open the floor to Darcy. We can talk about anything else that you're like interested in. Anything you any advice you might have for any upcoming PAs, mm. anything you want them to take away. And more importantly, my main question for you would be wh- what side are you on? Like, would you prefer to be like in the union world or you prefer to be in the world that you're already in? Like if you can make an easy peasy lemon squeezy jump, I, where would you go? I think I, if I'm going to stay in the AD world, um, I would stay non-union. I like my non-union people. Um, I came up and was taught by a litany of people. The people who had the biggest impression on me were some really amazing non-union ADs um, uh, who I got to learn under. Um, And I would stay there for that. I would go union for a creative job. You know, I'd go WGA to write. Many months later. Members of the Writers Guild of America, the labor union that represents some 11,500 writers of film and television, are officially on strike. I'd go DGA to direct. I, I don't know if I would if I would do it otherwise. Um, but that's that's where I'm at, I, I think. And maybe it would be different if I am, you know, for some reason still ADing in 10 years and starting a family and, you know, and, and I need that health insurance and, you know, like. Family? You know, Gross. I know. <laughs> what a concept, the family man. How did um, you be planning a family in the film industry? That makes no sense. <laughs> that feels like they're going against each other. Oh. Because our children can't afford to live anywhere, nowhere. There's no way to go. Once again, why? You said it, the rent is too damn high. Um, advice, advice for, 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 for upcoming PAs. Um, yeah, like which side would you recommend? Not that I didn't want to break it into sides, but it seems that yeah. there is a main difference. Like you have to pick which one, you don't have to pick, but like which one would you recommend a newbie going into? Here's what I'd say. I think if, if you can handle the, the, somewhat brutal life of the union union world um if you can handle that um if you can handle some of the people you meet um and you want to make your way up through the production ladder and like it matters to you the kinds of things you work on as a pa or ad like you want to work on majors you want to work on like really you want to work on the next big scorsese movie like if that's what matters to you then yes do union um, if you're doing PA work and AD work and production work and these all these logistical you know or logistic jobs, um, if you're doing those jobs to make ends meet while you pursue another dream or what have you, I would encourage people to consider that non-union commercial world because I've benefited so much from having a schedule that is completely my own. I'm going all right. I don't know where the next job will come from. But I know that I only have to work as many days as I want because I'm going to say yes to, you know, 
three days on this commercial, two days on this commercial, four days on this commercial, and and then I'm in and I'm out, and I have all this other free time, and I get paid a little bit better, you know, than than my PA friends and or you know, so um, I think it depends on what you want and the things you can handle. Um, maybe you have the stomach for union, and if you do, if you have that chutzpah, that that strength of character that our <laughs> friend Alexis has, then then you should go for it. Um, and if you are uh, soft and weak-willed, no. Uh, if you are, uh, no. If you are less tolerant uh, or not able to deal with some of the, uh, uh, the yeah, the the egos and and divaness that you get in the union world, and you you don't want to work those hours and you don't want to work those long committed uh, months, then stick to the non-union. Stick Come to the, the death row. I feel like that's where it was going. Like I feel like. <laughs> Come to death row. Um, you don't want the producer dancing all up in your videos. Take no, let me stop. That was good, Darcy. I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> Thanks. Um, don't do any of that shit if you don't listen to the Martinis at podcast. Because like, this is where you get trained up. I like to think we train in PAs every day over here. Yeah. All five episodes have been like nothing but knowledge. So definitely listen to those. That's my short advice. No one asked me, but like, it is my show. So I am. I put that in there. <laughs> when someone comes up and says something like, I am a god, everybody says, who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. Um. Yeah, hmm. I'm, gonna start, I'm gonna start sending this as like upcoming PAs being like, just listen to this. Listen to that's, this. Yo, I got do. a PA. Like, that's my advice. You know what? That's my advice thanks. is listen to Martinis up. <laughs> Slow clap for the smartest man in the room. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, you heard him. We got first. And while I'm here, shameless plug. I mean, I mean, first episode. You're a new PA. That's for you. You want you want to listen to some shit. You want to hear from the perspective of COVID PAs who everybody typically doesn't give a fuck about. Listen to the first episode. I got a whole episode on it. You want to talk about actors? Go to episode two. Talk about first team PAs. It's a hard ass job. We we interview my friend Saffron. It's a good one. You want to talk to an AD in the union world who has been like a long ass PA done it all tune into episode three you want to hear from the black perspective tune into episode four I got one of those two shout out to black history month it's every <laughs> month in case you didn't know if you want to come and you decided wow I didn't even know you could fucking be a PA on a commercial or do a non-union gig <laughs> I look no further we're here we're talking about it so thank you very much Darcy like fun yeah. I was a little nervous interviewing you because I'm like I don't know, like how. What I'm just gonna try to see if it flows, and yeah. it flow, it it flew. I think we've always had a very easy time talking. To we each hit other, it off immediately know? on I Z remember. way. Immediately, yeah. I was like, okay, this guy <laughs> fucking gets it. And I wanted to quit that job. I tried to quit like two days before it was over, cause and I almost killed her with a macadamia nut cookie. You remember that? <laughs> Literally <laughs> almost killed that bitch. So, hey, that was a job. Oh, that, was that was a, a job. job. But no, anyways, you have any shameless plugs? You said you had a podcast. I you will, got yes, movies. I will shame Shamelessly plug, um, I wrote, directed, produced, and uh, voice acted in a narrative fiction podcast called Dragon's Rest. If Ooh. you are a fan of Dungeons & Dragons fantasy, um, but also a fan of bars, taverns, and getting drunk with your friends, uh, then check out dragonsrestshow.com. We are nice. uh, a, show, a show about... Five nobodies um, who live in a world of fantasy and the extraordinary challenges to their ordinary lives. 
Ooh, yeah. that was good. <laughs> I can't not blurb anything I fucking do. Like, that was a talent. Like, you know when people ask you, like, so tell me, two seconds, you give me two sentences. Damn, I got to get you to do my shit. Like, yeah, that was a good blurb. Well, I listened to that fucking podcast. Like, that sounds great. Plug it the name one more time. And it's Dragon's Rest Show. Uh, Dragon'sRestShow.com. It's, uh, we, episodes are not out yet. Um, we are in post-production right now. Nice. Um, but we have a crowdfunding campaign to help pay for post-production that's happening, which you can find right there on the front page of the site. You can see the character art. You can read the character backstories and look at the, find out more about the cast and crew. And yeah, um, give some money with it. your broke ass. Yeah, give some money with your broke ass. Um, thanks. That's cool. All right, so we're gonna come right back and we'll we'll do our last 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 segment of the show. Um, do you know what the last segment is gonna be, Darcy? No, I don't. Okay, cool. So we'll when we get Hope back, we'll fine. do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Martinis Up Podcast, a podcast for PAs, by PAs, made with PAs, made of PAs. The ingredients of this podcast is cut up pieces of production assistance. So thanks oh my for God, tuning- this mic has been skin. <laughs> I know, yes. We're talking on bone here. Anyways, welcome back, guys. Um, so I'm aware there's a certain level of shit talk. We've been, we've been talking shit about the pay and... We, we, we have our moments where we're just like, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> you know, that's what the show is, essentially. That's what I thought of. A therapy session for production assistants to get a lot off their chest and, like, talk with each other. A lot of the things we talk about in the show we haven't gotten a chance to talk about before. Yeah. So it's pretty nice to get that out. Um, with all that being said, though, I know our industry is flawed. I know they got to treat us better. I know there's a lot to change. But I'm never going to end it on a bad note about us because we're – the shit. We're going to end it about a bad note about somebody else, okay? <laughs> so, can we talk about music for a second? I feel like that's this. That's that's what this is. We're, we're going to talk about music. We're okay. going to throw stones in somebody else's glass house, all right? <laughs> so, every if you don't know, if you haven't heard this segment before, normally I pick a topic of discussion from music, and we just talk about what a hot mess they are over there. Like, ugh, the music industry is so gross, bro. Like, I know so little. This is, I am a, I am... I'm going to be delighted to come into this because I know so little about the music industry. As do I. That's what makes it fun. We're just <laughs> yeah. talking shit about stuff we oh. don't know. Hello. <laughs> uh, so this week in music, have you ever heard of Avril Lavigne? Yes. Yeah. She she made a couple bops. Um, she's that bitch. I like that song, Girlfriend. You know? It made me think that I was like into black and pink skulls for a while. <laughs> I was like... A 90s queen. Yes. Yeah, this is yeah, my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And... Avril Lavigne, um, so there's this internet charm. We'll call it just like, I don't want to get sued. So internet chatter, she's a clone. It's a wild thing to say on a podcast. People don't think that Avril Lavigne that we see today is the same Avril Lavigne from back then. Hardy, ha, ha, we laugh, we laugh. She's a real person. You shouldn't talk about people like that. But (laughs) last week, we came upon a development on Miss Avril Lavigne. It turns out she's dating Tyga. Anybody know who Tyga is? Oh, okay. I weirdly do know about this. It's a weird, it's just one of those things that you don't have on your bingo card and then you open up like mm-hmm. some piece of social media like, all right, so they're fucking, that's, that's weird. I fully watched a TikTok video. Oh, uh, of the connection of the gr- Of this woman connecting. Yes. The, oh. 
That's yeah. a, that, and that's essentially it's, what I wanted to talk about. Celebrities are modern day royalty. They've they all are. dated each other. They're all, you know. Or they pass around <laughs> party bottoms. It depends on how you want to look at it. Because Tyga is, shout out to RuPaul Drag Race. This is where I get all my kind of weird content from. But I don't have a sugar daddy. I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I probably could go out and get one. Because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. I, I want to be sex positive. Like, he could be a hoe. It's just that, damn, he get passed around from everybody. Like, how you get, how you, like, fucking black China and then you go on a fucking, like, your friend's little sister, Rob Kardashian's sister. Send that nigga to jail. And now you're fucking Avril Lavigne. You stole her from somebody. She was engaged a week ago. She just dropped that nigga for Tyga. Somebody's got to show me. Like, I think Tyga's probably got a big beep beep. <laughs> because what is going on? What gives? Like, like all these women. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, I'm just like he has to have a big peep peep because I don't know why else anybody else is going after Tiger. I don't get it. Well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. Which brings me back to the clone controversy with Miss Levine because uh -huh. this is not Avril. As a person who's listened to three Avril Lavigne songs, this is not her. This is not who she is. She likes black and pink skulls. She's a punk rock queen, but she got pink. Like, that's her thing. She's punk rock, but so she's got pink. Are you thinking it's like a, a degradation of copy situation where, like, when you, like, copy a photocopy, it's oh my photocopied. God. Yes. Like, it just, it slowly starts yes. to get changed. Yes. Yeah. My real people gonna know Gravity Falls. <laughs> Check out, is an episode of Gravity yes. Falls about it where, like, the copy, or in Spongebob has done it well, just copies yeah. of copies of copies, you end up with a fucking, that's what we're dealing with, yes. What did you call that? A degraded? A degradation of the, I don't know, I, what it was like I it's Sounded classy, sure. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's degraded, or she's poor Levine, Miss Levine. If you need help, blink twice. Oh, I mean, I fully, I won't speak to it at all because I have, I was never an Avril Levine figure. I'm not, a, you know, disparaging any of it. I just have. I don't know if I could tell the difference. Drag her. <laughs> you say you didn't I, sing that well, song, Skater Boy. No, you know what? I did not grow up on 90s music. I that wasn't a 90s song. Was, was it early aughts? Yeah, it was like 2000. Early, I didn't grow up on like... early aughts music either. I grew up I grew up solidly on uh, my father's music. I grew up on like 80s and like 60s through 80s British Invasion music. Like that's what I grew up on. So what did it uh, get you? I got to talk about the Beatles or some shit? We got to get into like... Madness and the Clash, like that's okay. where you know. Happy. That's where I'm gonna know what we're talking about. But otherwise, I'm happy to wax. You know, I love. We love to wax. You know. What's, what, what What are you talking <laughs> to about? To like wax poetic. To like uh, speak about something. Even did that though you I, know, oh, I that's what I'm not, doing. Yeah. Oh my god, totally. Yes, yes. We're waxing here. This is why we gotta hang out more, Darcy. You're like I'm one so of the smarter down. people I know. It turns out I don't know a lot of smart people. Yeah, we're waxing here about Avril Lavigne and Tyga. We don't really know shit about it but we're talking about it because it's my podcast and i get to do what i want so anyways that bitch is a clone she's dating <laughs> mr lime and the coconut tiger and i don't know why after tiger has dated like her family and it's mixed you guys gotta go on tiktok i don't go on tiktok but like if you don't care about your data and the chinese children taking over go on tiktok <laughs> hang out there check out the avril lavigne <laughs> kidding kidding 86 <laughs> all of that uh, next week on Martini's Up podcast, we will 86 me, the host of Martini's Up, because I'm kind of a mess. Um, 
Essentially, though, I know we're laughing about Avril Lavigne. Is 86 in the film industry just canceling? Yeah. <laughs> just cancel that bitch. It's stop. Don't stop. Don't go. St- don't do it anymore. 86. Alexis is over party. Hashtag. Yes. I'm done. I'm canceled. Um, Sorry to the Chinese kids. I didn't mean to say that about TikTok. I watched a really compelling YouTube documentary about it, and I can't stop talking about TikTok. But anyways, um, this music segment was supposed to be about how the music industry is essentially this, like, clout based organization so no longer is the music industry necessarily about talent but now you have all these weird publicity relationships and fake things going and it's all about how relevant you are rather than the talent that you have yeah. thus Avril Lavigne and Tyga are is Avril Lavigne telling us that she's got new music on the way by dating Tyga's bitch ass <laughs> is that's what she's saying and that's what she's saying but like yeah. yeah essentially you could just count on these random ass things happening and it just being because people want to stay in the limelight she was getting married to this punk rock star dude mod son i never heard of it but oh yeah yes darcy clocking Why in i really know that name yeah okay that he barely familiar. knew but he seemed like I... he got excited <laughs> and then he didn't know okay some, <laughs> some punk guy she was married to him she left his ass and it seems like she's trying to get more out there every time you see these tyga and avril lavigne they're like on these public outings kissing and shit at fashion shows when the fuck you ever see avril lavigne sitting front and up row at a fashion show i'll mm-hmm. wait Exactly. That was I'm, what I was waiting for. <laughs> I was holding my breath during that. I tried to kill myself, y'all, because I was trying to prove a point. Anyways, <laughs> I just, I, 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 I'm, the music industry is a fucking hot mess. Um, they're all selling each other for like sexual favors and clout, and I don't know what to do about the industry anymore. And as the episodes keep going on Martinis Up, I'm not gonna, I'm pulling my hair out. And that's it. Did you yeah. have any opinions on that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where to begin? Uh, <laughs> um, God, I know so little about the music industry. I, um, I definitely have noticed a shift, though. I mean, I, I know. Speaking of TikTok, I, I know I've read a lot about the fact that um, the music industry is starting to be shaped by TikTok because yeah. you know people are designing songs to not necessarily be like a great song overall, but just to have like a 10 second loop in it somewhere that like sounds good and has like good you know tiktok sound potential yeah something which is crazy kids can dance to but but i like challenge. i would say i've even had to see that impact um my world because like as a like as someone who's trying to make my own stuff i have to now think about like well how do i market it how do i get it out there like the conventional routes are still exist but they are more and more being taken over by um these these like influencer channels i have friends who work in the music industry i have friends who work in you know photo and all these different places models now won't get signed to agencies unless they have like a certain amount of followers sometimes yeah yeah which is crazy yeah as they say in the film what do they say nowadays you have to be a triple threat you got to be a writer you got to be an actor you got to be a director just to get the role as an actor if you don't have star quality get the out of here you have to be the writer the actor director you have to be be, you have to be overqualified upon overqualified like it's crazy it's all about like clout you don't even get a record deal anymore unless you have a viral single Right, yeah. we would have no ice, ice spice if she didn't have munch. You like ice spice, right, Jake? I That's a girl. Spice. Yeah, like, you love I, ice spice too. How does a guy who just said he named some random ass I, band from the '80s and now know. you're like ice spice is my, my girl? My music though. are esoteric. Also, honestly, 
so into her. She's so she's so hot. She's and just gorgeous. Love her. Yeah, I be acting a smoochie. I love I love her. Like that EP was good. Shout out to Ice Spice. I guess we'll leave it on that. We'll leave it on that. We'll leave it on Ice Spice. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll leave it on Ice Spice. Call me. Yeah, call, that's Ice. Yeah, I love that. Call Darcy if you're looking for a good time, Miss Spice. My girlfriend approves that message. You're just horny. You're horny. You guys are horny. You're way too horny. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our show. Um, what a fun episode. Um, they're only going to get better. I just wanted to give the people who listen a quick update. Like, I don't know how long Martini's Up podcast is going to last. Right? Let's be honest. I'm a stoner. I do what I want <laughs> when I want. I made this podcast, and I never had any intention of putting it out once a week or for it to be this crazy, like, thing. So I think that I'm shaping up to do something this summer that's actually on the visual side, you know, where I got my degree in. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that more on the later episodes, but I think I'm going to clip martinis up in about two or three episodes. It was just a fun thing to have out there when people ask me my name. I don't even have to introduce myself. I'll just give them the Martinis Up link. I could give out links now. I think that was the point of all of this. I could, have a, I could be a Lincoln bio bitch. So <laughs> I hope you guys have been enjoying this installment. It's been really fun, and I enjoy being able to catch up with my friends. Um, shout out to Darcy. Make sure you guys listen to Darcy's podcast. It sounds like it's going to be fun. I know I'm going to be listening. If your ass got some money, drop some coins, you know? Appreciate Do that. It. Help a local artist be a better artist. Like, stop being a broke, cheap-ass bitch. And if you're a production assistant listening, you are a broke, cheap-ass bitch because you make it $15 an hour. I understand. <laughs> I understand. We've, uh, we've been there. <laughs> yes. Final words, Darcy? Uh, oh, God. I don't. Final words. I've been so verbose. I've been trying to be so verbose for so long. Um, Another vocabulary word. I have no idea. Like, he's really good, guys. <laughs> yeah, the whole episode, amazing at it. So good. Um, Tell us. I just say that in, in your in your pursuits of working in this industry, uh, to lead with kindness and to lead with forgiveness. Uh, that's what that is what I will say. Oh, because we that. need more of that. Yes, I don't forgive nobody, so I totally get it. <laughs> like yes, forgive that neighbor. Okay, well, I've been your master of ceremonies, Lex Luther. Um, I'm 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 gonna go. To, I'm out of here. Okay. Good night, Channel One. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, y'all. See you on the next one. Bye. Later. Later. Later.